0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The odds are not in favor of the Chicago Bulls after last night's NBA draft lottery. Without a top four pick, they leave behind their first round selection to the Orlando Magic. That means the players available to them, they're now limited. Joining us with details on that and much more is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. So good to see you, Cheryl. Nice to see you too, Sasha. Welcome back. All right. What happened with the Bulls last night?
1: Well, they had a very small chance to get up in the top four, 8.5%. They were at 11. They did not get it. Orlando now gets that pick because that ends the trade that they made for Nikola Vukovic a couple years ago. Right. So they had to give that up. Here's the other issue. They don't have any second round picks either. Hmm. because they, they traded one away, and the other one the NBA took away because they uh, were were caught were tampering with Lonzo Ball. So we're talking about uh, <sighs> going into June draft with zero picks right now.
0: Just bad news here, Cheryl, to, to start us off. So so the Magic got the number one pick? No, no, no. They got the Bulls pick, which, which oh. was number 11. So who did get the number one pick? That's San Antonio.
1: The San Antonio Spurs have to be happy. Greg Popovich... Was it has to be uh, like feeling the greatest of great one of the best head coaches in the NBA, one of the best franchises in the NBA. They had two before they had a number one pick named David Robinson, mm-hmm. won championships with him. The other pick they had was Tim Duncan, won championships with him. Sure did. So, with this young man, Victor Webanoa, uh, Webanyama, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he's from France, yes, and he's young. Seven foot four,
0: seven foot five. Wow, nineteen years old. Yeah, wow. And so, the Bulls, as you said, they don't have a second draft pick Mm. either. So, what do they do now? This is
1: interesting. This week, they have the NBA draft combo going on. In other words, it's it's a pre-draft camp. There are players that are maybe drafted, maybe move up, or maybe undrafted players. So right now they're working out at the Wintrust Arena all the way through Sunday. And the reason why it's important for the Bulls is because they need to fill some spots. Maybe they can find a shooter. They need an outside shooter. They Mm -hmm. don't have anybody that really does it consistently. The other thing they could do is they could possibly trade one of their players. You know, Nikola Vukovic, who ended that whole deal by that draft pick uh, being gone, he's a free agent. Mm -hmm. So the thing with that, do they decide to keep him? Or possibly maybe do a sign and trade with him. That's a big that's a big F because really when you look at what uh Arturis did to make that deal, this, he set that in motion which thought you thought that the Bulls organization was going in a right direction and right now they're standing still because they just made the play in game. They did not go far in the playoffs. DeRozan's still safe, right? He is, but you know, there's a lot of speculation that he could be a player that could be dealt so that they could get some draft or or a younger player. Because with DeMar at his age, and he's still a tremendous player, he's also not just a player on the court, what he could do, but in the locker room. Sasha, if you ever saw a player where – other young players gravitate to. Yeah. he's the guy.
0: I've noticed that even on the bench, mm-hmm. you know, just on the side, just watching them on the sidelines, I've, I've noticed there's some sort of respect. They call him Dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but but that's that's going to be a hard pill to
0: swallow if you tra- you know you trade him for sure. That'll be a loss for me twice. Yeah, <laughs> lost yeah. him in Toronto too. Uh, so how does this draft pick uh, affect the real draft in June?
1: The the draft is in June, and so San Antonio is the first pick. Here's the big loser in, in the in, in the draft lottery: the Detroit Pistons had the worst record in the NBA. They dropped to number five. <laughs> I mean, so you're not even so. You, You feel sorry for Detroit for just two seconds, and then you don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you think about your own problems. Right, right. Right. Uh, All right, so let's um, move on from that doom and gloom for just a second and talk about the White Sox because they killed it in yesterday's game against Cleveland. What happened? Well, Lance Lynn finally, after nine starts, had a good start, you
1: know, and and he went into the eighth inning. He only gave up one earned run, so that was important. He didn't give up any walks. He was throwing strikes, first-pitch strikes. That was really important. And they had a big inning. In the fifth inning, they scored six runs. They had a three-run homer from Gavin Sheets, a two-run homer from Jack, uh, Jake Berger. And then later on in the eighth inning, Luis Robert had his a home run. He's hit a home run in four consecutive games. Wow. He's also got 12 home runs, which leads the American League right now. So he's hitting very well. I mean, this team's had a lot of injury issues. But last night, it was important because they, they struggled a lot this season. But they're— yeah. To beat Cleveland in their division, the next thirteen games are against divisional game teams. So if they can get
0: rolling, maybe they could get out of this hole that they dug themselves. Yeah, it's been quite the losing streak, a, a ten day losing streak in April, yeah. for one. Now White Sox player Liam Hendricks is is still playing with the triple A team in Charlotte. This is after he had uh, stage four non Hodgkin's lymphoma, which yeah. we've we've talked about on the program how's his recovery looking at this point
1: well he's not happy with what he's doing his first i, I actually watched his first game and he did well but, okay. but the problem was he's 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 still not sharp enough he's a very very much a perfectionist mm. so he self scouts himself and he knows that he's not there yet so he's going to he's going to pitch either today or tomorrow and then on thursday they're going to make a decision what what do they do next is he ready to come? He's it's, They're like letting it up to him, even though this team really mm. needs him. But yeah. they know that psychologically what he has to go through, physically what he has to go through. And if he, all is right, he may be in Chicago this weekend. Oh, okay. And if that happens, it's going to be a big deal because the first time he took the mound when he was with the Charlotte's team, everyone came out of the dugout. The opposing team came out of the dugout. Their guys, rather. The play, all the fans stood. This was on the road. Mm. And he said, I felt so bad because they were nice, and they usually like to be angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we just want to see you return, yeah. for sure. Uh, the White Sox activated their relief pitcher, uh, lefty Garrett Crochet. He's mm-hmm. returning uh, from his Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Uh, you talked to him last night um, yeah. on returning to the club after surgery. How did he do in, in rehab?
1: Well, he, you know what? He was off a whole year. You know, with Tommy John, that's a long, long process. So he didn't pitch at all last year, yeah. And it was a slow, slow return. But they've done the right things with him, and now he feels strong, and that's the important part—feeling strong because the Tommy John surgery, which is the elbow, yeah. What was it for? Yeah, it's the elbow, and it, it, it happens. It's a. It's one of those injuries that happens almost every time to a pitcher. Because you're doing so, because you move your your hand in such a way, especially with a slider or a curve, sure, that you twist your arm. Yeah, it's understandable. And that's what causes the strain on him. But uh, to have him back, he he was a first round draft pick, so you want him back. He's going to be in the bullpen, but eventually he could be a starter for the for the Cubs, uh, White Sox. Yeah. Well, speaking of Cubs, <laughs> <laughs> let, let's
0: jump to them, Cheryl. Uh, in the interest of time, they did not do so hot in their last game. Against the Houston Astros, yeah. a seven to three loss there. What do you think they could have done better?
1: Well, Justin Steele, who has been brilliant, the young lefty has been brilliant on the mound. This is the first time he gave up. Uh, he gave up five runs in one inning. They were all doubles that he gave up, and, and that hurt. That hurts them when he doesn't pitch well. This team has struggled. Uh, now they used to be able. To, beginning of the season, they had a lot of home games, so they were able to you know get a lot of runs scored and everything. Now they're having trouble scoring runs. Mm. Sayas Suzuki had a home run last night, so it's important to have him on track. Matt Murphys, who is the rookie that they brought up from the minor leagues, he had his first home run last night. So those are nice, good things. Yeah, but you do have some injuries on this team,
0: right? You know? So what 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 do you think the Cubs need to do to make this season? Um, a better season. Put them in a better position next year. Right, because they,
1: they signed all those free agents for, for this season to help yeah. them bridge over in the second phase of the rebuild. This is like, yeah, this is, they're in
0: rebuild mode, There's, so I don't think anyone's are. expecting too much.
1: But they actually kind of put expectations when they signed Dansby Swanson to that big contract because he's a big-time player. They kind of put that expectation that they'd be better this year. Uh, they did sign Cody Bellinger you know, to play center field, and he's played really well. He's hurt right now because he crashed in the wall trying to uh, save a run. And, and then the other one is Nico Horner, who's been really excellent. They expect him back maybe Friday. He's been a key because they moved him from short to second, and that's a real important spot now mm. for the shift.
0: I want to talk about another Chicago team that's doing well. Mm-hmm. That's the Blackhawks. They won the first draft pick. So who are they after for the, for the draft next well, month? This, I mean, Sasha,
1: they had the third best chance to get the top pick. They end up getting the top pick, and it's Connor Bernard. He is 17 years old. He is a generational player. He is somebody that can make a franchise great. Mm. And I was at Wrigley Field when that was announced. Everyone was cheering at Wrigley Field. Everyone knew they were in it. But it's a big deal because he is a player. He's a center, but he's not a big guy, but he does things in every way, you know. And I've heard that the Blackhawks will likely have him play with the team in the majors this year instead of going to the minors. Mm. So, you know, and they sold
0: $5 million worth of tickets right after that. uh, Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. (laughs) That's amazing. Everyone is super excited there. Uh, The Bears, uh, let's talk about them real quick. They're not in season, but they'll have uh, their veteran mini camps start this week. Next week, yeah. yeah. You looking out for, for anyone?
1: It's going to be fun to see some of these uh, free agents that they sign. And of course, the big story is always going to be, where's Justin Fields at? How's he doing? How how are these new players in the offensive line going to help him? How is he going to be with DJ Moore, the player that they picked up in the trade to Carolina? That's going to be a real big story. Uh, Where would this running game be without David Montgomery, who's now with Detroit? So there's a lot of interesting storylines there. But um, the really interesting story is going to be once they have the rookies in play too. Yeah, to see some of these guys. It would when I saw Darnell Wright, who was their number one draft pick, six
0: foot five, three hundred and
1: thirty pounds. Whew. agile though.
0: <laughs> Light <laughs> on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick because we're almost out of time. I want to talk about the Chicago Sky. They they opened their game Friday in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first two games are actually going to be on the road. You are headed off to the skies. Last home practice today, Cheryl, right. uh before they travel off to, to Minnesota. I'm I'm curious, what questions are you gonna ask?
1: Well I wanna find out is, is Isabel Harrison, if she is she gonna be with them because she's been missing we don't know what's going on with her. Elizabeth Williams, mm-hmm. she's got a concussion. She's supposed to travel with the team. But the big story is going be Marina Mabry. She has not practiced with the team yet, and she was the player that they traded for. She was in uh Europe playing for Italy and won the MVP and oh, the championship okay. there. So she's a big, 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 important player because of her offense to get her to gel with Courtney Williams in backfield. And, of course, Kalia Copper is their star. Yeah. She's the one. She is going to be the
0: engine to make this team go. Can't wait to hear what you find out. <laughs> yes. Cheryl WB so WBEZ sports contributor. Thanks for the updates. Thank you.